Welcome to the State of Energy. My name is Rand DeWitt. That man is Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association, and he's got the beard to prove it. <laughs> Good morning. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you may listening in all the 36 countries and 636 cities that have listened to this fine podcast. Rocking it, man. Top 5% according to Listen Notes. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to everyone that is, have listened to the show. If you're joining us for the first time, uh, take uh, solace in knowing that you're listening to the most original and most entertaining propane show on the planet. Amen. And now we're now again, we're not anti-electric wind or solar. We're just hoping that they can catch up with the cleanest, most abundant, affordable energy source there can be anywhere. And that is propane. Yeah, we're talking about energy for everyone. We're talking about equality in energy for everyone, because there's plenty of other ways to make a clean energy, but it just doesn't have the same equal opportunity on a financial side or an environmental side as propane does. And that's what our show is about. And uh, we come up with some pretty cool topics and some cool stories to tell everybody uh, each week. And and, uh, the state of energy has just grown like crazy. We got tons and tons of fans. So thanks for listening. Very, very much appreciated. And as Tom did mention, it is energy for everyone. It's also American, which still means a lot. We don't suck. Sorry, haters. Uh, Propane is for action right now. It's for your home, your business slash farm, for fleets of school buses or any fleet vehicle or forklifts. We'll discuss how propane can do that because it's energy for everyone. So like the way I tied that all together there. You nailed them all. Clean American energy. For everyone. And uh, I also saw this story on forconstructionpros.com. Uh, the Propane Education and Research Council, our friends at PERC, is emphasizing the need to accelerate decarbonization with clean energy sources like propane. Now, there's a new study from the uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, known as NOAA, found atmospheric levels of carbon dioxide peaked during May 2021 to the highest levels ever recorded at an average of 419 parts per million. Um, And the construction industry contributes significantly to this. And uh, it's mission critical for crews to be mindful of the equipment and energy sources being used on project sites, says Mac McDonald, director of off-road business development for PERC. Propane offers a clean, low-carbon energy solution for crews, helping to accelerate decarbonization. How is that? So that, I read in that that it's, it says 39% of all carbon emissions around the world comes from construction. Yeah, that's yeah. That's I did a, see that. That's huge. That's a that's a lot. And, and and here we are talking about reducing that by 50% on uh, small engine job site applications. You know, what's interesting about this story. We see all this uh, a couple weeks ago. We were talking about the the big concrete condos, in, like the one in uh, Miami that collapsed uh, a couple months ago. Like all that stuff needs to be rebuilt soon, right? And there's so much emissions in all of this construction. Either it's currently taking place now, or it's going to have to be rebuilt because what well, some stories I was reading is a lot of these buildings. They, they either need some major, major work or they just have to tear them down and rebuild them. And it's a massive amount of emissions in construction. So and you don't really hear about it. We hear a lot about cleaning up emissions in transportation 
or residential use. But we, you know, the construction side of things is it doesn't get a whole lot of media. So it's it's nice that um, that this story's out and it kind of helps contractors are all, you know they also need to try to clean up their environment of their work site. So if, if you're thinking about hey how can we how can we clean up this area? Use some propane on the job site. Yeah, I mean, there's more and more uh, options for propane on the construction sites every year. Yeah, there there really is, and it's growing. I, I think my, my one of my favorite ones is that uh, that propane powered uh, concrete um, trowel. Is that what how you, how you say that? Is it trowel? Concrete concrete trowel. Yeah, it's. Yeah, uh, I'll go with trowel. Whatever it's called, but it, it's like it's like this. It looks like a hovercraft for the concrete <laughs> that smooths it all out. Yes. It's pretty cool, but it, it all they run on propane. And they're great. And so, folks, you want to find out exactly what can uh, propane can do for you? Go to the stateofenergy.com. Once again, that is the stateofenergy.com. Uh, you can find out where to get propane near you by simply using your zip code uh, and the where to buy button. Uh, you can find a propane job. Yeah. Yeah. Propane industry expanding all the time. Findapropanejob.com. So you, uh, we have a link up or you can just go to findapropanejob.com. But we also have that information at thestateofenergy.com. Uh, you can also listen to past episodes of this fine show that's heard around the world. And again, we'd like to thank the folks over at propane.com and congratulate them for their new look. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. It it fits in with, with the world today. It really does. And it's... Uh, you know, energy for everyone and just kind of getting us out there so that people can understand what propane can do for decarbonizing the world around you or your city, your town, your community. It's literally lighting up the world right now because propane has lit up the Tokyo Games, the Olympics. That was pretty cool. Did you see this this cauldron? This thing was massive. It's huge. It is huge. Yeah. It all runs on propane. And it, that's pretty cool that that propane again is uh you know their energy for the games that's maybe that will be a new slogan for the next olympics that propane we can take out some advertising in the olympics um (laughs) now it symbolizes the spirit of competition the cauldron as we're talking about continues to burn for the duration of the olympics and that's a tradition that began back in 1928 at the games in amsterdam and uh this cauldron how many uh, gallons of uh, propane an hour do you think it burns? Holy cow! I don't know, but it's burning some clean some clean gallons. How much? What, what's it? Uh, it? Very clean, and around eleven gallons of clean propane per hour. Well, huh, that doesn't seem like that's too much. That's. Huh. I was surprised. I thought with with as much uh, flame that's coming out of that cauldron to hear that it's only <laughs> around eleven and, uh, gallons an hour. I was kind of surprised, but again, the power of propane, the clean power of propane. There you go. It's kind of eerie looking at that uh, stadium, though, where that thing's burning. There's just nobody there. I know. And it's actually uh, Simone Biles, who unfortunately is withdrawn from the Olympics. Uh, she said that that was part of something that was causing her mental distress, being in the oh, yeah. wide yeah. open arena with no one there. That was one of the things that uh, that was bugging her. Uh, She did mention that in her press conference. But all the best to Simone and all the best to the U.S. Let's get on that gold medal train and uh, make up some ground. Kind of behind right now. Team USA. And uh, now let's get over to an editorial uh, in the Cap Times. I saw it. Now, the Cap Times is from Wisconsin. Um, And uh, Emma Corning is with the Wisconsin Propane Gas Association. And she was responding to another story in the Cap Times entitled, Want to Make It Safer for Our Kids? 
by electric school buses. And of course, it discusses how diesel has become the fuel of choice for these very important vehicles. Uh, We all know diesel causes respiratory issues. There's no good reason to keep using diesel buses now that school districts can opt for electric ones. Now, that was her story. Not a mention of propane. Not even a thought of propane. If you're an expert in this business, how do you not at least take a moment to acknowledge that propane is a very viable option? I don't understand that. We're going to have to get Emma on the show. I, I know Emma. She's kind of my counterpart for the Wisconsin area, um, or for all of Wisconsin. But uh, it it's a little soft. It was, it was very nicely written, and it was a little soft. It's like, yeah, electric is okay. But really, though, I mean, electric school bus is... I mean, you do t- 10 minutes worth of research and you see how expensive it is for electric school buses. We're constantly getting these electric school buses uh, shoved down in, into our system here. You know, it's, it's like, oh, there's going to be some type of incentive or there's somebody forcing these school districts to buy these electric buses. But then when you start really diving into it and you find out where this electricity comes from, where these batteries are made from, how nasty and dirty this is, it's, you might as well be using diesel. Yeah. And, 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 the, and propane is 34 times cleaner than the diesel buses. It says real, real world applications, a stop and go bus shows that diesel emissions are 34 times higher than a propane emissions. Yeah, West Virginia University study released in 2019 showed that propane school buses reduce nitrogen oxides by at least 94%. That's huge. And when you start diving into the electric emissions, it's so hidden. Yeah. It's like you have to go layer into layer into layer because they do. They keep hiding where the electricity really comes from. Nobody wants to really get into uh, what the cost difference is. Because an electric bus is so much more money. Yeah. And 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 then you start talking about uh, where are we going to start continue to get this this battery uh, minerals from? Yeah. And now you got, <laughs> you, got, you got like a state like California talking about doing some offshore mining in the ocean. Because yeah. Because there's not there's not enough of this uh, of these mineral or these, these this material available. To make it here. And so where are we buying it from now? China. <laughs> what is going on here? Why Why would we put all, all of this electric, uh, this bus infrastructure in, and yet we can't even get the materials here without going to the ocean and disrupting all that? I mean, I bet the, these, these, uh, these ocean environmentalists are just going nuts. They, they don't know what to do. Like, oh, well, well, no, because they're all showing up in their electric cars and now they're finding out all the details, the dirty details of uh, electric vehicles and the production of those vehicles. I mean, yeah, they're talking about they need to go out into the ocean and drill down and get the minerals and all the everything needed to be able to make these batteries. And nobody's saying anything. I mean, you know what? I mean, you throw a, a you know a plastic cup off a boat and it's like you've got... <laughs> helicopters and warships you know pointing guns at you well, what, what happened to the straws and the turtles i mean come on yeah i know this yeah, is you know what? crazy yes. because the straw in fresno might somehow make it into a turtle's nostril off the coast of mexico 
I don't know how that's going to work, but it's okay for us to go out there and just completely dig down and turn the ocean over so we can have electric vehicles. I don't understand. And how there's, like you said, how there's no outrage from, you know, the protect the ocean people. It's beyond me. There's none. And that, and that is only one part of that emissions cycle that we're talking about. You still have to make the electricity and nobody wants to talk about all the coal and natural gas that we use to make the electricity. Yeah. It's getting out of control. It really is because, uh, we, we need electricity. We love electricity. We're using it right now. We've talked about this so many times. We're not anti-electricity or else we wouldn't we wouldn't have a life. Not at all. But when we when we're trying to say we're going to clean the world up by using more electricity, you're just it's just not true. And just all of the bad byproducts. I mean, they're also talking about digging uh, in Native American reservation lands. I saw that, yeah. Where they're going to be digging down deep to get more minerals to make more batteries. Uh, you know, what, what Native Americans have anything to say about this? I don't think so. I can only imagine. Did you speak? Oh, we gave you this piece of, of land that we didn't want, but now we want it. So move on over because we're going to come get the battery materials. Yeah, the casino is going to have to be moved five miles to the east. <laughs> There's just so much stuff that goes on with, with electric vehicles that just boggles my mind. I'm just thinking. And, and you know what is interesting is the more I look at it, like even on social media, you, you see the average guy actually is they get it. It's it's almost like there's uh, there's some big corporate or government push and the manipulation there's a manipulation that the average guys just sit around going down no, this doesn't make any sense to us either and until you can really uh make some sense out of it you, but it, it's it's almost like it's it's grown legs and there's just no way to really stop this thing it's 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 a it's an animal that just is almost unstoppable. I mean, the more we talk about this, I mean, and the more we post on this, uh, are we in danger of getting banned on Twitter? I don't know. We might be. We're going to get canceled. I don't know. I don't understand these days. It's hard to understand, but it's true. I mean, uh, the minerals, the lithium, everything needed. Uh, just do, do your own research, folks. Just do some searching. See how deep and how much they're going to disrupt the ocean to make it so we can get more electric vehicles. Look what they're going to do on these Native American lands. I don't understand how this isn't a bigger story, but, it, you know, and, lo and look what it's doing to the power grid. The more electric cars we have, the more we have to charge. All of a sudden, California is on fire again. It's hot. Everybody's turning on their AC. And, oh, hey, you know what? We got we to be careful on how much we charge our electric cars and when we decide to charge them because it's messing with the grid. How is that not a topic of conversation with everybody supposedly be going all uh, electric vehicles by 2035 here in California? Where are we going to be getting this energy? Where are we, where's this electricity going to be coming from? It's going to come from more coal and more natural gas. Eventually, there's just not going to be enough electric infrastructure. And then they're going to come out and say, oh, we're going to need a couple more trillion dollars to... There's no economic or environmental justice for what's going on right now. And I think this story, going back, going back to the original, we kind of went off on a tangent there, but going back to, to Emma's uh, editorial here, this, this op-ed that she did, it's, it's, it's spot on. It's true. If you got you to gotta start spreading this out a little bit and not just going all electric. And, and if anybody that's listening to this show has any pull with any type of school district out there, 
and you're thinking, oh, we need to invest in some new buses. Either you're going to replace it with uh, with with Dirty Diesel's new name, Clean Diesel, or you're going to replace it with a, an electric bus. You really got to stop and think, is there another alternative here? And and there's plenty, plenty of propane-powered school buses, and Bluebird is on top of it. They're making a fantastic propane-powered school bus. Godzilla. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They Godzilla. just they just uh, introduced the Godzilla engine into this school bus. Yeah, it's a great story on LPGas.com. Uh, They've got that great LP Gas magazine. Great story on it. We had Roush on uh, a few months back, and they were talking about this Godzilla engine because they the, this is a, a Ford 7.3 liter V8. It's a it's a big block engine, and it's got the it's got the propane system from Roush that you can buy a factory vehicle with this. You buy it directly from Ford. If you can get a truck from Ford right now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently true. you can get a Bluebird, though. You can get a school bus. I don't <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, just why not? Truck. Times are changing. Uh, because uh, now this is a ve- <laughs> it's very interesting. As you mentioned, uh, Ford's 7.3 liter V8 engine um, is going to actually be narrower than the previous 6.8 liter engine, which is going to allow more room for service work. Yeah, it's going to be a game changer for a little bit more horsepower um, compared to that 6.8. And and now you can get it in all sorts of vehicles. It's not just in the Bluebird. You can you can get it in a F550, F650. You can get it in all of your your major fleet delivery vehicles. It's going to be great. It's going to run on propane. It's going to be cleaner than any other fuel you could possibly get right now, especially in this market right here where 60% of our electricity comes from coal. And I, I love what Ford's doing. They're trying to, to make a statement. They came out with that uh, electric truck. I mean, it looks cool, but but the reality is if you're trying to save emissions and, you, and 60% of your electricity is made by coal, it, it doesn't, it's, it, it's not doing that for you. But this engine... It doesn't take a whole lot of research to figure this out either. I, it, it baffles the mind. This Bluebird Godzilla Ford engine that runs on propane, that's going to do it. Yep. That's going to clean the air. It's going to save you money. And it's going to run like a beast. Yeah. And the fuel system technology, it's known as Gen 5, as, as Tom mentioned, developed by Roush Cleantech. And Roush has manufactured more than 30,000 propane and gasoline fuel system for, fuel, uh, for Bluebird buses. And uh, that number is just going to keep growing. And we'd like to thank the folks at Roush and also Bluebird. You guys are great. Thank you for doing this work. We've had both those guys on the show, actually. And, and you know what is interesting? You, you said those numbers, but propane is is the number one alternative fuel around the world for for vehicles. So if you, you get outside of the U.S., there's tons and tons of, of vehicles that actually run on propane. Now, I just say, you know, it, it, and, and of course, why are we the you know not reacting to this as fast as everyone else when it makes perfect sense? Clean, affordable, abundant, social, economic justice, all built into one fuel source. It has to be part of, of this multi, multifaceted energy solution is what uh, is what's the, uh, the hot cars did a story about this. Ah, and yes. and they're, they're talking about, you know, propane has to be part of the whole entire solution 
in order to curb global emissions. And if you only have one source, like you've, you, you've made fun of it before in, on our show, <laughs> the eggs in one basket thing, right? Yeah. Actually, they refer to it, yeah, they, <laughs> the eggs in one basket, then you fall and you, all your eggs are broken. But it really is. We have to have a bunch of different fuels and maybe it is this new clean diesel. Maybe it is going to be a biofuel here maybe it is a little bit of electricity as long as you can produce some some clean uh electricity but it when we when we start just picking and choosing these winners that's when we get sideways with with the uh environmental justice and economic justice yeah and you're referring to that hotcars.com story it's the real story behind propane cars and they actually refer to it as the multifaceted energy solution that's that's the way to do it. When you take, hey, propane's here now. Propane's great. Electricity's here. Electricity's great. Wind, solar. Let's put all these together and work together instead of trying to, like you said, declare winners and losers because that's when we wind up in trouble. It's where we're at right now. Obviously, propane's not going to solve all the problems here. No, but I mean, but it's going to be one of those pieces of this puzzle that can go in here and be quickly implemented and not cost everybody a ton of money. And uh, I mean, the key benefit to propane is, as we know, and this is going back to that hotcars.com story, um, the key benefit to propane is how clean it burns. Unlike diesel and gasoline, there are almost no carbon deposits left in an engine running on propane. This is due to the fact that most propane autogas has an octane rating of 100 and in some cases even more. And, you know, the conversions are relatively easy and you can recoup your expenses for a conversion in as little as 10,000 miles in fuel savings, let alone the added environmental benefits. And there's really nobody pushing this story. This was not like one of those stories that was a paid story either. This is just this is a real a real story that that makes sense. And and it's got they even got some some this says. I don't want to say this on on the air here, but we're going to go. I'm going to do it anyway. They got the con. They got the cons of propane too. So it's not like this is this is just uh, this magical propane that can just go in your vehicle uh, quickly and cheap, and and there's no there's no investment or there's no problems. Of course, there's always there's always issues. There's always problems. There's always obstacles. But but we figured it out. We've got the solutions to almost all these cons. That, that they've mentioned here. I think one of the biggest cons of propane while we're, while we're talking about it here is, you know, the, the refueling infrastructure is not always there when where you want it for vehicle well for vehicles by and large for for vehicles yeah but but the cool part about it is for a fleet if you're one of these guys that uh, you know you have a you have a a business and and all your vehicles come back to the same spot you can have that on-site fueling and you can ref- you can refuel these over and over and over at your at your site but the other cool thing is we're really getting on board with some of these other clean fuel corridors like you've seen the electric corridor where you can they're they're 
putting in electric vehicle charging stations for all the Californians coming to Utah to go on vacation. <laughs> We're yeah. also doing that with propane. So, so the propane is part of these clean fuel corridors. So you can go all the way down the interstate and stop here, there, and there and, and refuel your propane vehicle. Now, obviously it's not as good. It's not as great as gasoline where there's a gasoline station at every freaking corner. I mean, and that's what we're talking about. Not that the propane is much better than gasoline. What we're talking about here is the, the accessibility for refueling is what we're talking about. It's, 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 there's, there are some cons there, but there's solutions that you can get around this and help, you know, other than looking at some other crazy expensive things like uh, some of these charging stations, I've seen the costs on those. They're outrageous, and it's just costing us taxpayers a ton of money. Yeah, electric is fashionable. Propane is logical. Let's go with that. There you go. I like it. That's a good tagline. And ladies and gentlemen, it is energy for everyone, and you can find out more what propane can do for you by simply going to thestateofenergy.com. 